Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey through Psalm 23, a series of good news letting us know that it's going to be okay. This is exactly what I think we all need. I know I need it, and I am pretty sure you do as well. As we have been journeying through Psalm 23 and discovering what this teaches us about our good shepherd, what it teaches us about us as sheep, uh, there's just so much here. And, and remember, because Psalm 23 is a piece of literature that falls more in line with like poetry, because of that, as I read it and you read it and we learn about it and interact with it and discover the context and what's really going on there, the application is going to be very individual. It's going to hit you differently than you and me and you and you. And, and that's beautiful. That's, that's a wonderful thing. And it'll mean different things to you throughout your life. It'll mean something different to you now than perhaps maybe before. And then weeks and months and years down the road as you reflect back on it, it'll take on another facet of meaning and depth to you. And that's the beauty of the Word of God. That's the beauty of this ancient literature that we believe is given to us by God. And uh, man, just great to journey together with you through it. I want to begin with a question, a question that I think you will have absolutely no problem warming up to and uh, just finding a place of identification with. I think immediately you'll, you'll resonate with this. Have you noticed how past experiences help prepare you for where you are now? Have you noticed? If you look back on your life and you look at where you are now and you see a connection between what you experienced way back then and where you are today. And maybe even last week, last month, last year, 10 years ago, and what you're going through right now. Yeah, I think all of us can, oh, absolutely. Back then I didn't get it, back then I didn't understand it, back then it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but now going through what I'm going through now, I understand that there's a connection between that back then and, and my life today. Now, the whole education system is built on this premise, right? We're going to teach you something now that you may not um, think you need or wanted to learn, or you may wonder, my goodness, what's the purpose of this? That eventually we know is going to come back, and you're going to be like, oh, that's why algebra. Oh, that's why, you know, lit class. Oh, that's why physics, you know, whatever. The, you know, biology, anatomy, all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Oh, this makes sense now. That's why we had to, yeah, that's how education system works. But it's not just that. You have events in your life that are connected, that you look back and say, okay, I can do this because of that. I'm prepared for this because of that. And I can handle this because of that. And if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be able to handle this. Your marriage will be like that. It just really will. Uh, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Last week's argument prepared me for what not to say right now. Right, you with me? Yeah, on a side note, uh, you know, both of my daughters are married, and, and um, my youngest daughter got married earlier in the spring, and often I'll look at my son-in-laws, and I'll listen to them and watch them interact with my daughters, and I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> back away, back away, back away. <laughs> abort, abort here, come on, come on, come on, pull out, pull out, kind of thing. Uh, whoo, 
Because, you know, you've been there, right? And you're like, oh, and they'll, they're, they're going to have to learn. They're going to have to learn. But you learn, right? Past experiences, now I'm, I'm good. Parenting is very much like that, right? That, that what you go through in this season of life prepares you for what you're going to need. You're going to need this later, right? Because it continues to be complex. And our spiritual lives, so much right in this zone. Our spiritual lives will take us to a place where we will consistently say, going through that back then prepared me for this here. And today what we're going to do is we're going to see how our shepherd's hand is in that process. Is all up in this question. Past experiences prepare you for where you are now. It's the work of the shepherd. Let's look at it. As we continue in Psalm 23, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. There's a lot here. Tables, oil, cups, and all this kind of stuff. What's going on here? Well, let's, let's dive in. Thou preparest a table before me. Immediately when I hear the word table and when you hear the word table, we all think probably the very same thing, and that is food, especially this week, Thanksgiving. I mean, I was watching ESPN yesterday, a little bit of basketball, and they call it feast week, right? I mean, it's just like we're in that season, but anytime we hear table, we think food, banquet, pull up a chair, let's go to it, you know, kind of thing. But that's not... That's not how the word table applies in this context. Let me show you and let me explain. What I learned from you know, looking at shepherds and sheep and all this kind of stuff is that this, this phrase table connects to something specifically that, that shepherds and sheep interact with. And it's this right here. In the summertime, shepherds take sheep up to the high plateau grazing fields, the high plateaus. That's the desired place to have your sheep in the prime grazing months, the, the spring times and the summer times. These high plateaus are called by shepherds in the Middle East. They are called, get this, tablelands. Tablelands. It's almost like a like there's, a, there's a mountain not too far from here, and then there's another one in South Carolina called Table Rock. Okay, The reason they're called Table Rock is kind of flat at the top. They kind of look like a table. So if you think geographically, if you think of a plateau as a high piece of ground that is more flat, not as many you know, ups and downs. And so that high plateau from a distance, the imagery of a table, the tableland, the high plateaus... And as winter comes to a close, and as springtime emerges, shepherds would take trips and go on excursions to prepare the tablelands, the high plateaus for the sheep, that they would come back and guide and lead the sheep up to those high plateau places for the next summer of grazing. And so the shepherd had a lot of work to do to prepare these tablelands. He would take salt and minerals to spread on the ground because of how it would enrich the vegetation as the sheep would graze and it would be so healthy for them. The shepherd would also find the best places for the sheep to 
to not just graze, but to lie down and rest. He would identify the water sources in this high plateau, this tableland, and also look for signs of predators. Because they're there. And he would hunt and trap, just preparing, preparing. That's painstaking effort that the shepherd would go to to prepare the tableland for his sheep so that they could come up and graze. And that's, that's a lot to think about. I mean, you've got your gluten-free sheep. You've got your sheep with allergies, you know, all this stuff. And you've got a lot for the shepherd to keep tabs on. And so that, that's what's going on here. Immediately, even though we'll come back to this in a few minutes, immediately our minds go to how our good shepherd has gone before us to prepare the tablelands of our lives so that they're ready for us when we need to be there. Later on in the Psalms, David writes something that applies here that for years I would read this and, and it would resonate with me and I wasn't quite sure why. And now connecting it to Psalm 23 though, gives it so much more beauty and depth. In Psalm 139, David writes, you go before me and you follow me. You go before me and you follow me. About the shepherd, the shepherd goes before me. He's preparing table lands. And he said, you follow me. There are actually uh, translations of this ancient Hebrew text that, that translate it this way. You hem me in. You hem me in. That God hems us in. He goes before us and prepares the way, and, and, and he's behind us. And other places you see this in David's writing. He says, where can I go from your presence? I'm surrounded by your presence. There's no place I can go that you are not there with me. Going back to last week, he says, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear. I don't have to freak out. I don't have to let my, my life is not unraveling. Why? Because you are with me even there. We saw that last week. You go before me and you follow me. So that must be where David's mind was when he penned the words, you prepare a table for me. And we'll come back to that. Let's go to this next part. You prepare a table for me in the presence of mine enemies. Enemies. Now, make no mistake, David had enemies. He had lots of enemies. In fact, he had real enemies. Like literal, I'm going to kill you now, enemies. Um, as king, right? You and I probably don't have those kinds of enemies. Hopefully not. Uh, people that are out to actually like end you kind of thing. And uh, that, that's a good thing. However, there is definitely in our lives things and people who often are in the enemy position, right? Are you with me? When you hear the word enemy, think opposition, think threat, think danger, think things that are unhealthy for us and that are out for our demise. He says, you go before me and you prepare a table. You prepare the way in the presence of, in the face of opposition. Things that are out to hurt me and get me. Now the shepherd would do this. He would go up to these high tablelands, these high plateaus, and not only would he do all of the things that we had talked about, he, he spent some time looking for signs of predators. And he would hunt and he would trap because he knows that there's things there that, are, that exist, that are there to hurt the sheep and 
So he wanted to take care of those things. Even, even things like poisonous vegetation, vegetation that looks green, looks healthy, is your sheep. Sheep eat almost anything. And shepherds like, you can't eat that. They can't eat that. I got to get rid of that. I got to uproot that. I got to clear of the, the land of all of this poisonous stuff because they'll eat this without even realizing it. They will hurt themselves. They'll get sick. They might die. This is not good for the sheep. So he's up there preparing the way in the presence of things, in the midst of things that would be harmful and hurtful to the sheep. There's so, so much here for you and me. We think of enemies. I mean, immediately from a spiritual standpoint, and not, it's not just spiritual, it is very real. Evil exists. And the scriptures teach us that we all have a great enemy, capital E, and Satan himself, who is out for our ultimate demise. And so there's that enemy on a big scale. But then sometimes people take the place of the enemy position in our lives, right? Maybe you have that right now. People that are out to hurt you and to harm you. And sometimes it's, it's not just people, it's circumstances. Things that are a danger, posing a threat to you. Things that are there to kind of take you out, take you down. And It's in the presence of all of that that he prepares the table. That he prepares a way for us. That he goes before us and he comes behind us in the presence. Not in the removal of or not in the absence of, but in the presence of. Hold on to that. In a minute, it'll all come together. But another, another facet of this that I wish we had time to really unpack, but David is also saying here, with my enemies looking on, he takes care of me. With my, with my enemies, in the presence of my enemies. Interesting. Let's go to this next part. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies and in the presence of mine enemies. As you are preparing a table before me, you anoint my head with oil. Like, what is that? Okay, real quick. Now, I've, I've given a, a couple of nods to this in the previous weeks, but let's, let's go there. And I'll try not to be gross. But, but summertime is the time for flies. Up on the high plateaus on the tablelands, flies are abundant. Yeah, kind of like the south. But there's a specific kind of fly that is an annoying pest to sheep. And they don't have the ability to scratch. They can't swat. They don't have a big long tail. They really can't help themselves. This fly will crawl up the nostrils, right? Sheep can't blow their nose. And when they get up in there, they get up in there to the brain cavity and they lay eggs. Yeah. Parasites. And it causes all kinds of issues. And it itches. Can you imagine, right? I, I, I've, I've read and seen pictures of, of sheep banging their heads on boulders and banging their heads on tree trunks trying to get some kind of relief from what they're experiencing. Can you imagine how maddening in a sheep? When, when that's happening to a sheep, they can't rest, they, they can't eat, they're distracted, they, they won't lie down, it, it just drives them nuts. And here's what will happen. Shepherd, and every shepherd had their own personal concoction of what they felt like worked best. 
but a shepherd would have an ointment with him at all times. And he would take this ointment and apply it to the head of the sheep and around the nostrils of the sheep. And this ointment would repel the flies and soothe the places of irritation for the sheep so that the sheep could get some relief and graze and rest and lie down and continue to do sheep things. So when David wrote, Thou anointest my head with oil, he had to have been thinking about this. He knew this. He'd seen this. He'd experienced this as a shepherd. The analogy for us in our lives is simply how Jesus cares for us in many ways like this. In the presence of my enemies, among the pests of our lives, in the middle of opposition, in the things that are flying around and bugging us and buzzing in our lives, in the middle of all of that, David said, it's like you anoint my head with oil. It's like you, you apply a salve, an ointment of your love and grace and mercy and kindness and peace and goodness and strength and power. Now again, we'll come back to it. We'll see it again, but not the removal of the flies. It, it's not that the shepherd could, you know, gonna, all the flies are gone. No, 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 no. The shepherd was doing something for the sheep to prepare the sheep in such a way that the sheep could function and continue to do sheep things in the presence of all the flies, in the midst of all the flies. One more part. My cup runneth over. Interesting, interesting phrase. Now, um, this is a good thing. My cup runneth over. That's a good thing. And that, I point that out for the other type A personalities in the room like me, which any time a cup's running over, something's gone wrong. Right, somebody wasn't paying attention, they spilled it, or somebody knocked it over, and now there's a mess to clean up. Man, it's probably going to have to be me, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But this is actually a great thing. This is a good thing. This is a blessing thing. This is an abundance thing. This is a, boy, life is better than I ever really imagined. If I stop and look at it, my cup runneth over. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this right now because next week, we're, we're going we're gonna to really talk about this because my cup runneth over is a transitional statement in this poem that gets him to the very last part that we'll talk about last week where he makes a declaration about how his cup runs over, not just now, but for eternity. But my cup runneth over is David's way of looking back on how the shepherd has cared for him and all the shepherd has done. And, and, and he's with me through the valley of the shadow of death. And then he goes ahead of me and prepares this table lamb, this, this place where, where I can go and live and, and be. And then he comes back and he does something for me in the middle of all my enemies, in the presence of all of the negative and all the pain and all the problems. He anoints my head with oil. And David says, when I look back on all of that I'm telling you my cup is running over with the care and the goodness and the kindness of the shepherd listen sheep all sheep look at me your cup runs over whether you realize it or not, in ways you never may have ever thought about. But if you'll stop and you'll do an assessment and you'll look back at all of the past experiences and how they have prepared you for where you are now, you will look at an overflowing cup. 
Not a perfect cup, not a cup. Maybe there's stuff in the cup that you're like, ah, that shouldn't be in there. And there's a hair in there. It's not mine, right? There's a fly in the ointment. There's that, there's that. Okay, yeah, yeah, there's all of that stuff. But still, the goodness of the shepherd is abundant. I, I think a way to, to come around this and, and kind of summarize this section is to warm up to this. And how our shepherd prepares the way for you and then prepares you for the way. I think that's what we see in, in this part of Psalm 23 of how our good shepherd is preparing the way. He goes before us. He goes before us. And, and you know why we're talking about it? He's behind us too. But he goes before us and he prepares the table land. He prepares in the presence of my enemies in the middle of everything. And then he prepares me. He anoints my head with oil. He gets me ready. He goes and gets it ready the way. And then he comes and prepares me for the way he's going to lead me into. That's why David says my cup runs over. Now immediately when I say this and when I think about this, I have all kinds of questions. Right? I have all kinds of questions for the shepherd. That okay, you're preparing the way and then you're preparing me. Well, I got some questions. Well, what about this? What about that? What about that? And that time then this happened and that. Does this mean you caused it? Does it mean you allowed it? Does it mean what? I, I want to know. I want the truth. I want to know the answers. I want to understand. I get it. I'm with you. But here's the deal with sheep. Sheep don't read maps. They don't have a GPS. And they can't read signs. And there's no signs. They're, they're, they're sheep. They follow. They follow. And even if the shepherd, even if the shepherd sat down with the sheep and said, okay, gang, I'm going to go up here and there's going to be some scary things and blah, 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 and then I'm going to lead you and I know the valley of the shadow of death. That was really scary, all right? right, right. But, but, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to do all that. And if the sheep, if the shepherd completely laid out the next journey and the path that he was leading the sheep into, sheep couldn't contain it. They wouldn't understand it. They would just be like, that was it, right? Because they're sheep. They can't process at the level of the shepherd. Here's the deal. If we've talked about this before, I need to remind me. I need to remind you. We need to remind each other. If our shepherd perfectly laid out everything for us and told us everything, our sheep minds couldn't contain it. In fact, we'd want to argue. Well, why this and not that? And I wouldn't do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, no, I can't go through that. And it would just be bad. Yeah. But what we can know for sure is even though we don't understand all the details and we don't like maybe all the experiences, the big picture is, is that our shepherd prepares the way. Maybe not the way you thought, the way you dreamed, or the way you expected, but he prepares the way he knows we need to go. And then he begins to work in us and prepare us for the way. So that our past experiences, remember that first question? do prepare us for where we are now because the shepherd is taking our past experiences to prepare us from where we are now. And then we look at where we are now and that makes us go, so what's happening now must be preparing me for what's coming that I can't see, that I can't know, that only the shepherd sees and knows. He prepares the way and then he prepares us. It's true. I've, I've, I've seen it over and over and over again in my life. I've seen it as a parent, I've seen it in my marriage, I've seen it in our finances. I, I, I see it as a pastor. In 1994, in the last century, I pastored, I became the pastor of the very first church that I was ever a pastor of. And in the middle of nowhere, 
I mean, really, like when you get to nowhere, keep going. Past the middle of nowhere, south central Virginia, one red light little town kind of thing, and became a pastor of a, a, a small church there. The circumstances surrounding me getting there and becoming that pa- the pastor of that church were the weirdest, odd situation. I didn't have time to go into details, and I know your interest is peaked now, but just trust me, it was really, really weird, really, really odd. And I found myself going, what? <laughs> Donna and I, we, we, were, we were engaged at the time. We are getting ready to get married, and she's like, oh, this is really weird and odd and strange. But there we were, and we are pastor of that church, for a couple of years before we went off to seminary and stuff. I still, for years, I look back on that, I'm like, that was, that was weird. That was odd. I didn't understand that. I learned some things. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whew, I don't know what that was. Just a good story, I guess. 1994. Fast forward 10 years later, 2004, when I became the pastor of the Summit Church. Listen carefully. With the exception of just a couple of details, with the exception of just a couple of details, it was pretty much the very same odd, weird set of unfortunate how in the world do you put all this together and why and where and all of that, the same scenario that I experienced in that very first church, I experienced again in 2004. And behind the scenes, let's see, y'all didn't know that. Y'all didn't know that. But behind the scenes, my wife and I, Donna and I, are having conversations like, are you kidding me? This is deja vu all over again. Like, and it's like we were connecting the dots and going, he prepared. He prepared us. In ways that didn't make sense. In ways that I would have tapped out of and been like, nope, I don't want to do that. Nope, that's not the way. Nope, I'm not going into that valley. No, 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 no. Prepare us. You can't tell me you don't have those moments in your own life. I mean, okay, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, you look back in your life and you see some things you can't fully explain. Could it be, could it be, could it be <laughs> that the Jesus you're not following yet was looking out for you even then. And for those of you that, that follow Jesus, I know you've seen it. I know you can connect the dots. And I know there are situations in your life. What is all of that? I'll tell you what it is. It's this right here. He prepares the way. And then he prepares you for the way and prepares us for the way. He doesn't remove the pests all the time. And sometimes that'd be nice, right? He doesn't remove all the problems. He doesn't remove all of the opposition and danger. In the presence of my opposition and danger and threats and enemies, in the midst of, he makes it possible by preparing me and you to put one foot in front of the other and take our next steps and still live and still honor him and still do life and do all the sheep things that sheep do. So what should our response be to a shepherd that is constantly in ways we don't know and understand is constantly going before us, coming behind us, hemming us in. He's constantly, he's constantly preparing a table. He's preparing a way, and then he's preparing us for the way. 
You know what our response should be? It's very simple. It's not easy, but it's very simple. Follow and trust. You follow and trust. Right, because we can't, we can't, read, we can't read maps. We can't read shepherd maps. We don't have shepherd GPS. We don't, we don't know. So we follow and trust. This is what sheep do. We follow the shepherd and stay close to the shepherd and stay with the shepherd. Listen very carefully. Life is hard enough as it is. We should not make it harder on ourselves by wandering away from the shepherd and doing our own thing our own way. Stay close to Jesus, our good shepherd. Stay close to him. There's going to come valleys. Sometimes he leads you into the valley of the shadow of death, and he wants you to know he's with you there because there's somewhere he's taking you. We saw that last week. Yeah, there's opposition. In the presence of my enemies, he's anointing my head with oil. He's preparing me right in the middle of all the mess. There's going to be valleys. There's going to be oppositions. Life is going to be tough enough as it is. Let's not make it worse on ourselves. Come on, fellow sheep, brothers and sisters. Let's not make it worse on ourselves by wandering off and doing our own thing our own way, ignoring the way of the shepherd. And we do that. We do that. I hear you talk about it. I hear you say things like, Pastor, I have just wandered off. I've just wandered off, and I know I need to come back. I'm like, boy, there's a lot of analogies there. I'm not quite sure what you mean, but you know what you mean, don't you? It's time for me to come back. Pastor, it's time for me to come back. And maybe you're talking about a relationship thing, a financial thing, a job thing, a spiritual thing. I don't know. But don't wander away. Don't wander away. Stay close to the shepherd. There are so many benefits, so many benefits of staying close to the shepherd all along the way. You trust and follow. Follow and trust. Trust and follow. Follow and trust. No, this may not be the way that you wanted, you hoped for, you dreamed, or even prayed for. In fact, there are times, and I hear us say that, and I've had this moment too, where you feel like you're living your worst nightmare. There are all your worst dreams are coming true, right? There are those moments. Sometimes the valley of the shadow of death is that dark. But he said, even then, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm right here with you because I'm taking you through it. We're going through it. We're not going to stay here. We're going through it. And I've already gone ahead of you in ways that you don't even know. While you're resting, I went ahead of you to prepare table land, prepare a place. You, you have no idea where I'm taking you, but I've already prepared the way. And now I'm getting you ready in ways that you don't know, that you can't connect the dots yet. But one day, little sheep, you will see that I've prepared the way and I've prepared you for the way. He keeps us on the move, preparing the way ahead of us and then preparing us for the way. You might want to write this down. You might want to write, journal this out. I mean, your notes that you're taking and journals you're keeping this in or maybe write it out on your phone. Sometime this week, you need to find some time to just sit in this and think. think look back. How has he prepared me for this? How... How has the past experiences prepared me for where I am now? And what must, what must he be preparing for me in the future that is connected to what I'm going through today? And so what, 
What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Think about this. Make this a matter of prayer. What's the next right thing that I need to do as a sheep in staying close to the shepherd and following him and trusting him and following him and trusting him every single day? Follow and trust and trust and follow because he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And then he anoints my head with oil. And when I look at all of that, I'm telling you, my cup is running over and spilling out into the floor. That's how the shepherd cares for us. Let's pray. Our Father, good shepherd, thank you. Thank you for the past experiences that have prepared us for where we are today. Even in the moments when we are where we don't want to be, didn't ask to be, didn't thought, think we would be, haven't prayed to be, we are here. By your design, we are here in our lives, experiencing what we're experiencing, good, bad, confusing, blessing, all of that. You've prepared the way, even the dark and scary ways, you've prepared and you've prepared us to endure them to survive them, to walk through them with you to the other side, to the table land that you have gone before and prepared for us in the presence of, in the middle of our pain and our problems and the issues. Father, we look forward to the day when you remove all the pests and you get rid of the flies that are buzzing around in our life. We look forward to that new heaven and the new earth when you set up your kingdom and make all things new. But until then, we have the next best thing. We have you with us, preparing the way and preparing us. So help us to simply follow you and trust you. And help us to know what the next right thing to do, the next right conversation to have, the next right decision to make as we follow you and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.